Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm Eric Name, and as always, I'm joined by Frank Madden. And Frank, I've been thinking about this. We've already spent 30 minutes this week talking about Don Maker, but are you up for another 30? Um, Because why would we want to talk about anything else? Uh, the Bucks lose 104-86 in Utah. Um, as I did mention yesterday, the Jazz are a very good basketball team. I think that should be noted. Um, they are one of the better teams in the Western Conference. They have a great defense. And, yeah, they might not be the best team for uh, two young players who are struggling to find their flow offensively to try to get their groove back against. And, well, that was kind of the case. Jabari ends up having... A nice-ish night. No, it's not nice. 17 points, 7 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 3 turnovers, uh, minus 18 on the night, 6 of 12 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. Giannis, uh, 9.6 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 3 turnovers, uh, 2 of 10 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3 as well. Not good for either of those guys. Um, Well, let's, I mean, let's be clear. I mean, Giannis had 4 points tonight, and then he got, like, five free throws in the last couple minutes which were meaningless um correct but yeah last game it was Jabari having his worst game of the season Giannis perhaps having his worst game of the season tonight and um you know I think you know when you think about it and we'll get to Thon Maker in a moment because Thon was was the one guy who I think was obviously a, a bright spot even if he also had to do some of his damage in garbage time but um but it is interesting as we kind of think about you know where is the franchise heading and you know Jason Kidd and his safety and and all that um you know for one it feels like even when we expect the bucks to lose they find ways to disappoint us beyond what we were expecting <laughs> um you know uh, and and obviously tonight we thought they would lose uh and you know they were leading 31 to 30 at one point they they almost held a team under 30 points in the first quarter until the last minute and then they were down 30 to 27 um they were scoring uh, Giannis was kind of driving and kicking they were getting some some threes and you know they're hanging around and then um you know the offense just started to look I think more like what we were afraid of seeing and um you know I think the thing we, we haven't really you know we the thing we don't know about Jason Kidd or it's difficult to test is well how much credit does he deserve for Giannis and Jabari and um you know, we've seen obviously Jabari having some struggles of late and some um, weirdness around, you know, his uh, suspension, quote unquote, you know, his, his benching. Mm-hmm. Um, then having a horrible game, obviously, uh, on Saturday. And, uh, you know, we've talked about Giannis not playing as well of late. Now, Giannis has his worst game. And, and you know, I think part of the. You know, if, if you could make an obvious defense of Jason Kidd, it's that well, even if the Bucks have have lost, it's well, 
you know, the Bucks' young players have obviously made big strides. But I don't know. I mean, if 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 you when you see them playing like this and Giannis tonight just couldn't get anything going, missed some jump shots, had some heavily contested shots at the rim. Um, you know, he had a dunk on his his first first bucket in the first quarter, and then pretty much you know had a had a euro step layup on Jeff Withy, and then um, just nothing doing, nothing going. Didn't look particularly aggressive. Couldn't get any free throws until garbage time. Um, and so I think when you look at where this team is heading, the defense in shambles tonight, they give up a ridiculous nine out of 20 corner threes just to really stick it in the eye of, you know, the whole schematic conversation about where the Bucks struggle. Um, you know, it's really kind of underscoring, I think, some of the concerns about this team that they just, nope, they've passed the event horizon. They're just not going to play defense. The weaknesses of those schemes are going to get exploited every night. And even the young guys who obviously have been part of the good story with Giannis and Jabari, even they are looking, you know, somewhat, I don't know, somewhat dispirited, you know. Giannis, obviously, body language at times tonight, he looked very frustrated, and Jabari was very much so uh, the other night. Yeah, I was going to say, before this game, I, I talked about it on, not let's see, not the Thon pod, but earlier this week, that after Saturday's game, that's the most dispirited, uh, the least confident, whatever you may want to say, Giannis has ever uh, appeared to me after a game. And that was after that Celtics loss on Saturday and talking to him. And, and like you, I, th- I think you said, well, if you watch the, the video of him after the game, you can kind of see it and you don't see that normal, I don't even know, pep, pep spunk, whatever you may want to say Giannis has. Um, it, it you, was, you did make him. You did make him smile with that fun question, though. So, pretty much, you're you're the only thing preventing Giannis <laughs> from falling into the, uh, uh, the depths of despair and depression. So, uh, I don't know what we would have done tonight without without you at least making him smile on Saturday, Eric. You know what? I'll, I will take that. Um, I'm not above <laughs> taking credit for that. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, so they need to. We need to get you on a road trip or something. I don't know. Be be in the locker room for some pregame questions or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You gotta, yeah. You, maybe we can turn you into Giannis Whisperer or something like that. But. <laughs> but yeah, he like I said. So on Saturday night, you already see that coming, and then you wondered they head out uh, early to Utah. They head out on Monday to Utah, and you wonder, okay, maybe this is a little bit more time to get adjusted to the altitude or whatever, or maybe this is just time to be in a quiet city to try to get their minds right because we talked about kind of what this what this stretch of games is going to be i i mentioned it last week that these next five starting with the raptors could kind of decide where the season was and i know there was some pushback well knowing the eastern conference is running away from them and all that stuff which is fine but at the same time if this team doesn't know how to get out of this funk well it could continue. They, they might not know how to how to get out of it. So, that, I mean, that's a concern with young players. And regarding kid, I think the the big thing is always been. I know we talked to Brett Cormenis at the start of the season. Was he's kind of a, a Doc Rivers kind of guy. And with Doc, you know, it's it's not the best X's and O's, um, but he's a players guy. The players love him. He he knows how to have that rapport, and he. And really, for all accounts, I think before this season, we've heard Giannis loves have being around kid. He likes being able to hear some of his wisdom, and the same thing with Jabari. And now those guys are 
have been developing. And like you said, that's the, the kind of thing that kid gets credit for. But if he, he may lose them, then all of a sudden, well, what, what would he be bringing to the table? And, and I think that's where all of this starts to get interesting. Cause this is nine- nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. If, even, no. if, even if he was a great X's and O's coach, if he lost Jabari and Giannis or, or one or the other, then you basically have nothing in Correct. Milwaukee as far, especially cause those guys are not like, you know, head case prima donna whatever types um no so yeah and again not to say that suddenly that's what's happened but obviously he's got to figure out a way to get you know even if it's not related to him directly who know you know i I will not claim to know but um if those guys are playing poorly and and don't look happy and don't look engaged um that that's that may be the a much bigger problem for jason kidd than um, the Bucks losing a whole bunch of games. Yeah, that that's so much bigger than corner threes. That's so much bigger than losing games. That those relationships. I I, I think that's the biggest part of it, and I think that's always been something that when the question of whether or not Kid is the right guy has come up, that's been the response that. Well, he has a good relationship with these guys. Those guys are developing under him, and they're getting better. And whether or not you want to attribute that to Jason Kidd, that was occurring under him. And now if, I mean, in the span of, what, three days, four days, a week, whatever it is, we've seen the worst game of Jabari Parker's season, and we've seen the worst game of Giannis' season. Because I'm not going to count the Spurs game where he was sick and played, what, nine minutes or whatever it was. So I'm not not going to count that game. So this was his worst game of the season those guys appear lost right now and like you said if they if they are lost if kid has lost them well that's it's a dangerous spot to be in especially considering you're on a nine of ten loss streak and that could very easily go up to if they lose 11 of 12 11 of 12 like that that's not out of the realm of possibility no and and i mean you know again so Flipping to a slightly less depressing note, I thought, you know, Jabari. We, you know, what I said last night that I, you asked me if I was optimistic about Jabari kind of breaking out of his funk, and I kind of begrudgingly said no, um, although I was hoping he would. Um, you know, unfortunately, his his three point um, slump is now at his over last twelve. I think he missed both of his tonight, uh, but he did look much more aggressive getting the basket. He kind of took Boris Diaw a number of times. Um, had some really impressive dunks, 17 points on 12 shots, um, which at this point, you know, is 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 progress in in the world of of Bucks, you know, Bucks basketball. Um, so you know, you hope that maybe he's he's getting uh, something back um, for for his benefit. Uh, and again, you know, really was kind of a one sort somewhat somewhat of a one game blip with Jabari. I mean, he, it's not like he'd been playing that poorly. He was really good against the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had 21 points, 13 boards against the Raptors. Had some aggressive moments, um, but it's obviously just about you know getting everything together. And especially when the Bucks as a team are not defending well, I think Jabari Parker's shortcomings on defense become a bit more apparent a bit more obvious um and and so that that's also you know um not not uh, certainly it isn't lost on on us uh, as we look at the team and you try to figure out you know how all these guys fit together um but yeah i mean tonight it was you know i don't know tonight it was Giannis's turn um and just just looked like he just everything just looked so hard for him you know and and credit the jazz defense they're very good defensively they didn't give him much of anything easy um and uh you know, he didn't have his jump shot working, and that, that's pretty much, you know, 
where things were. But um, I don't know. Do we have anything more of, of Giannis and Jabari to bemoan, or should we talk about Thon Maker and make this slightly less depressing? Um, I guess the only other thing is just some strange decisions from Giannis. Like, there's one time tonight where he grabs a rebound and hands it off to Thon. And granted, like, it was getting – it was garbage time-ish, but it was just like, what are you doing? Like, you just grabbed a rebound and you handed it off to Thon 90 feet away from the hoop? Uh, what? I, I don't know. He He's just – Giannis just isn't right right now. And obviously when we talked earlier in the season about how much of – the engine, the engine, the catalyst, the X factor, all those things that he was at the start of the season for this Bucks offense. Well, if if he's not going right, then man, it's it's just going to be a domino effect going down on everyone else. Like it's just not going to work out well. And you think about Giannis. I think what three assists in the first four or five minutes on threes. So that that yep. takes out. That means one assist the rest of the game. That means, like you said, he had four points relatively early in that game. So really no points, no assists, barely any rebounds. Like there was just nothing Nothing. there. Um, So uh, that, that'll be, I mean, mean, that's, that's a major problem (laughs) and the Bucks got to try to find a way out of it. Uh, I guess, luckily uh, I know Adam Morris has been, uh, does Locked On Nuggets for us on the Locked On Network, and I know I've been seeing his tweets lately saying the Nuggets aren't playing any defense, which could be great. Please don't play any defense. <laughs> please, Nuggets. And please, please, Nikola Jokic has been hurt. Um, it sounds like, I don't know, I, I've heard, been, there have been rumblings like he might come back soon, um, and that's the other sad part about the Bucks right now. Guys that haven't played against them during their four-game losing streak the Raptors didn't have DeRozan. Yep. The Sixers didn't have Embiid. Tonight, the Jazz don't have Derek Favors. Rodney Hood gets hurt like early in the first half mm-hmm. before he does anything, re-aggravates a knee injury, which, of course, is especially problematic for everybody because, as you know, uh, he is on my fantasy basketball team. Um, and uh, and who else Who else didn't they have to play? Oh, they didn't have to play the Celtics without Avery Bradley or Al Horford. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's the funny part. I mean, we talk a lot about, well, Chris Middleton come back, blah, blah, blah. The Bucks are playing teams that have more injury problems than they do by, you know, I mean, the Bucks don't have really any injury problems other than Middleton, who they've been, you know, they've had to cope with all year, not to diminish missing Chris Middleton. But, um, you know, they're they're getting lots of breaks in terms of playing teams that are missing really key guys. And, I mean, they're really not being even particularly competitive on a lot of these nights. I mean, Raptors game, blowout. This game, blowout. Um, Sixers game, felt like a blowout um you know it's <laughs> just the way the way that game went uh and and really only the celtics game was was really particularly competitive and even when you go back to that five game losing streak i mean they weren't losing games by like two points right i mean they yeah. were they were not competitive i think the closest game they had was the nine point loss to philly in that span so um i think that's you know again returning to you know if you're jason kidd and you're trying to figure out how you get this team to start winning games again i mean they're they're not even really very competitive right now. Um, no, and and it starts with the defense, um, and it starts with you know <laughs> those corner threes and pretty much everything else, right? I mean, that's 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 a problem. But I mean, what are they doing well defensively right now? I'd say not much of anything. <sighs> the wow, I didn't I didn't know we were trying to stump each other, Frank. Um, 
Wait, well, wasn't didn't I say we were gonna get to something positive and talk about Thon Baker and then I just... we thought about it, but no. Um, defensively, what are they doing well right now? Um, there's been times where they forced some turnovers. Yeah, um, they had big turnover nights against the Rockets and 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 Sixers, which made the yeah. Sixers loss even more aggravating. But yeah, the, I would say, but that's probably about the extent. I, and and even tonight, they forced 15, and there was probably what three or four that they left out on the table where. Yana should have had one. Jabari should have had one. Uh, Monroe maybe should have had one. Like, I guess you could say that that's something that they've done during this time. That's good defensively, but there's there's not much there. No, and I mean tonight, you know, um, I mean they ended up with nine fast break points, but it felt like they had I don't know, did they have any in the first half? It it just felt like such a slog, um, yeah. especially in that second quarter. Which and, against the Jazz, like that that's what the Jazz. That's what do. they do. Um, right. Yeah. And and that's I mean when you look at the game right, Bucks were minus three in the first quarter. They were minus one in the third quarter. They were plus three in the fourth quarter. Um, you know really, and again obviously, uh, the Jazz maybe play a different you know play more competitively in the second half if if they were you know were, were losing or or if the game was close. But you know again it's just first quarter thirty points allowed, second quarter thirty one points allowed, and and that really ended the game basically and. Um, you know, they just they just wore the Bucks down, and um, you know what? What can you say? Gobert twenty six and fifteen. Uh, although weirdly, it wasn't like he destroyed Thon. I, I mean, you, no. like you look at the box score, and you you might like be tempted to think, oh, well, yeah, the Bucks started Thon, and and that was a problem. But I don't know. I don't didn't feel like that many of those came even against Thon. It seemed like a lot of that was on you know rotations, and it seemed like an, I don't know how many times the Bucks had a small guy having to rotate over. Uh, and then meekly foul Rudy as he goes yeah. up to dunk it. Um, I mean, I was gonna say which, that's not really how Gobert just, like scores though. Like it's not gonna be right. A, a not like a one on one. It's just yeah. gonna be rim rolls. Um, okay, so we're gonna talk about Thon. Um, anyone else you want to highlight? I would say Monroe played well. Um, maybe well strong, but he played good. He was fine. Thirteen points, three rebounds, an assist, two steals. Um, I thought he was fine. Brogdon was fine. Uh, Ten points, four assists, three steals for him. Um, anybody else? I mean, generally, generally the I mean, the generally the bench plus minuses were way better than the starters, which you know is not a, a great trend. You know, Giannis no. is minus twenty tonight. Snell is minus twenty three. Um, I tweeted during the game last twenty games. The Bucks are a plus team with Giannis on the bench and minus with him on the court, yeah. which I I don't really know how. to... I mean, it'd be bad enough if the fact you know that that Giannis is now that they're worse with Giannis on the court, um, which obviously goes against any you know sane trend that you would expect to see. <laughs> but um, but the weirdest thing is that they've been plus one point six points per one hundred over the last twenty games with him on the bench. I mean, that's just bizarre, right? Yeah. Uh, and and tonight it's also the case they're minus twenty with him on the court and plus four with him on the bench. Um, so I don't know. I mean, obviously, I that will never last over a long stretch, but it does obviously, from a descriptive standpoint, looking backwards, it it does sort of speak to the struggles the Bucks are having, and and the fact that Giannis is having a harder time impacting games, and and obviously the, that's the starters in general have have had some struggles. Yeah, it it has not been pretty. Um, okay, let's go to Thon because I think we're about uh, exhausted on uh, trying to find not terrible things to discuss um so 
Thon Maker, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 3 blocks. He's a minus 6 on the night. He hits 3 threes, um, all in garbage time. Um, before we get to the good, though, uh, how infuriating was it for you to watch Thon be used in pick and pops with Gobert on the floor in the fourth quarter when he wasn't used that way in the first half? Because I, yeah. Well, this, yeah, I mean, this is what we were talking about in the podcast this morning, right, was... Well, if Thon's going to be out there against Gobert, just, I mean, I said, let it fly, bro. You know, like, yeah. like pick, pop, and just give him a reason to come out there and defend you because that's pretty much, you know, that is the most valid. That's the only thing really that Thon can do offensively that's really potentially, you know, unique right now. And, and especially against a guy like Gobert, it's super valuable. So, um, so yeah, but, but for some, you know, I mean, and again, maybe it's a spacing thing. Like, they're just used to, and again, I don't know if the Bucks coaching staff like instructs guys when they're at center that they need to roll for, you know, to try to open up uh, room for for guys on the perimeter or, or what. But um, it does seem like Thon has has generally rolled a lot more when he's been at center and when he's played power forward. That's when he's popped more. Um, but obviously tonight, you know, he rolled a little bit early on, and you know, nothing nothing really to show for it. Um, and then he he starts picking and, and popping for threes and. You just start sticking them, unfortunately, when the game was already out of hand. So, anyway, we're obviously brilliant uh, basketball tacticians, Eric. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely it. Um, okay, so the three... I guess, I, in, fair, in fairness as well, I mean, Gobert got into foul trouble, like, what, two, three minutes into the game? Yep. So, you I mean, it wasn't even Gobert on the court um, early against Don, and, um, you know, well, you'll, you'll get into it here, I'm sure, but, but definitely a... a a far more encouraging start from Frathon defensively than I think anybody was expecting. Yeah, so the threes are cool, no doubt about that, um, but that's nine of his 12 points. Um, probably happens in, what, the last four or five minutes of this game. Um, but it was everything else that was more encouraging before that. Uh, he has three blocks in the first half, I think... Two of them on Gobert for sure, and then a third one. I'm trying to think who came down the lane, but either way, someone comes down the lane and he gets one there. So three blocks there. Um, I guess what did you think of Thon's first half performance? Because he kind of, uh, I mean, he certainly surprised me. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is just, you know, I'm I'm trying to gauge who can, you know, how many how can can Thon play center most nights, some nights. Um, never, you know, that, that, that's kind of, I think a key thing we've been trying to figure out. And, um, you know, again, I mean, even the best center is, is going to get, you know, uh, dunked on sometimes by a guy like Rudy Gobert. I mean, you know, you can watch that, that posterization he had of, of Chris Epps Porzingis early in the season. I mean, you know, he's just an enormous human being. And when he catches, you know, a foot from the basket, Good luck, right? I mean, the, you're over. just not gonna, you're not gonna, they're not gonna stop him. Um, but the fact that you saw Thon pick up two early blocks on Gobert, um, first possession of the game, and then he had a recovery one where he kind of poked it from behind as Gobert was going up um, a minute or two later, and, and Gobert was getting frustrated, and and Rudy ended up fouling Thon on kind of a dump off pass, and then picked up another foul on I think Delvadova, like on a kind of a you know, loose ball type situation. So Gobert goes to the bench early. Thon has two two blocks on him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's encouraging just because, again, I think, um, you know, because Thon doesn't have much weight on him, 
you know, again, you, you worry, okay, can he can he hold up against these really, you know, enormous centers and and what what can he do? How can he stack up? You know, is he physically just big and long and strong enough to to hang with these guys? And I think every you know, every night over the past few few games, um, I think we've seen reasons to feel encouraged that he's not gonna be completely overwhelmed physically. You know, he's not gonna get just completely destroyed on the boards. Um, that he can he can hold his own and and obviously I think shot blocking is is obviously a huge thing right to see him be able to cover ground like we saw at times tonight um, to recover and get blocks on not just guards but but on seven two center goal percentage I mean that um I, I get man it, it's just cool to to watch um which isn't something i was necessarily ready for because you look career high in minutes 24 minutes tonight and i would be lying if there wasn't a bit of excitement from me when i saw him enter again in the second quarter because uh, on saturday night that was where they had henson come in i believe and play seven or eight minutes there to keep thon as one of the three centers for the night but tonight I, you get to see him come in again in the second quarter, and it was like, all right, this this could mean that Thon is one of the two centers that plays tonight, and he was. And and like you said, the fact that those blocks, I mean, we've seen what? Blocks kind of coming out of nowhere. We've seen blocks on corner threes. We've seen, we've seen blocks a lot of ways that I would say aren't necessarily strong blocks like like they're not that they're not good blocks but they're not strong like they're not taking out a center they're they're not taking out like you said a dude that is one of the league leaders in field goal percentage and a dude that's a monster of a man and Thon was able to get to some of those and some of them were going to be dunks or at least easy lands and he sent those flying so so I thought that was super impressive and he, he generally does not look look totally lost uh, at all um and again i i know that sounds super negative to say but every time we have this conversation he hasn't played a ton of basketball organized basketball high level basketball however you want to say he hasn't played a ton of it so to see him be not totally lost at the nba level is is quite impressive and and i guess tonight you add in the threes you add in that lob that it catches from delhi um for a dunk and an alley-oop finish like those are all exciting things that i don't think i was necessarily prepared to see tonight and uh to see him take 24 minutes and fine you can say the last six minutes or whatever he had were garbage time but give me 18 minutes of actual thon basketball that's what i requested uh before the game give him 18 give uh monroe 30 and i'm cool with it and that's what we got tonight we got 24 and 18 in actual basketball time and yeah, that that was a that was an impressive performance from Thawmaker. Yeah, I mean, and again, we're we're still obviously in you know small sample size theater with him. I think he's only played like 130, 140 minutes on a whole season. But um, you know, again, young players who come in and are productive despite not really knowing how to play basketball that much or not <laughs> not being used to the NBA game. Um, that is that is really important and impressive. And uh, you look at him. I mean, per thirty six right now. He's shooting, well, just overall, he's shooting 53% from the field. He's shooting 56% on threes, nine out of 15. <laughs> so, okay, that'll hold. That'll but, hold. But, but that is really encouraging. And he's, you know, he's a 7-1 guy. 
So he's going to get open looks on threes as when he yeah. as a pick and pop guy. You know, I mean, you can't like it's not like teams are just going to take that away. And and if they do, fine. That means your seven footer defending him is you know twenty. 20, 23 feet from the basket, which, you know, again, is valuable even if Thon isn't shooting threes. Um, but almost 18 points, eight boards, 2.3 blocks, one turnover. Um, well, 0.3 assists per 36. So not exactly uh, creating offense for other guys, but um, but obviously, you know, he's pretty much just catching it in the dunker zone or or popping for for threes so i mean you know okay maybe not surprising that he's not uh, not uh, setting up a lot of teammates but um but yeah i mean you compare that i mean his per 36 block rate is uh, the same as john henson's it's higher than Giannis, um and and obviously all those are are you know just very encouraging things to see from a guy that that is still trying to trying to figure out you know and get his bearings in in the nba so um you know, I think every, everything we saw tonight will certainly suggest that he's going to start again on Friday. And, um, you know, even if he doesn't start a game here or there, um, I think we're obviously seeing a guy that uh, is is giving Jason Kidd every reason to continue playing him, especially because, let's be honest, um, the one thing Jason Kidd could do at this point that would, you know, make people even more pissed off would be if he benched on Maker. So, <laughs> so something tells me that thon will continue to to show up and and uh if not start play and um i think certainly a couple of interesting matchups here coming up uh, the next few days because obviously uh the nuggets are a team that you know isn't maybe a great defensive team um you know nurkic has been starting at center with Jokic hurt um and uh and then they're playing a, a team in phoenix that has kind of a combination of of old savvy guys and tyson chandler as well as um you know kind of younger guys like like alex len and even more, even younger, uh, Dragon Bender, who maybe isn't a center at this point, but um, but certainly an interesting reference point for a guy like Thon. Given both guys are, um, you know, rookies, uh, just trying to figure out how to be those you know modern type type NBA big men. So um, so yeah, nothing but nothing but positive on Thon, and obviously uh, the fact that uh, we we've set we've been able to say that kind of game after game the last few nights. That's that's obviously encouraging because he will have his rough spots. You know, some of the fouls are. Um, are obviously you know like kind of okay yeah he's still figuring stuff out but um, and not surprisingly five point six fouls per thirty six so that 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 <laughs> that's not Larry Sanders factor. bad though that's not Larry yeah. Sanders bad <laughs> that uh and yeah and actually I mean Larry Sanders is obviously an interesting reference point too right because I mean Larry came in after three years of college and took you know uh, and again you could argue that he should have played more uh, sooner in the NBA but you know took a few years really until he played. Um, big minutes in the NBA. What and, was his foul you know, per thirty six rate? That was like what, like eight point three or something? Like, wasn't it just ridiculous? Um, I don't, I don't know. In that, my head, I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm now, I'm, now I'm curious and want to go check. But um, I, there was the the I think the first year he started to play, it was just abnormally awful. And and I'm trying to th- I th- I feel like it got up to eight ish, but I could be making it up. But I know for sure it's more than six. Um, but yeah, that's. In his in his in his third in his sorry in his second year, he averaged twelve minutes per game, and two point six fouls per game. So if you multiply that by three, it's almost eight per thirty. <laughs> See, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay, um, that makes me happy. Uh, so, you know what, Frank? I totally forgot the first fifteen minutes of our conversation. I don't even know what we talked about. I don't know if it was good or bad. I just remember I think, this I last think we, fifteen yeah. minutes. Um, I think we just had a fifteen-minute conversation about how encouraging and fun uh thon maker was tonight so you know what that awesome. you're, you're right that was it um 
Apparently, I mean, I'm looking at a scoreboard. The Bucks lost 104-86 to the Jazz, but nope, don't, don't remember that. Only thing I'm seeing that. is 12 points, five rebounds, one steal, two blocks on Rudy Gobert, and another one. Um, that's all I'm seeing right now. Oh, and three threes. Um, seeing that all for Thonmakers. So that that's what I'm remembering tonight. Uh, four lockdown Bucks. Uh, that is Frank Madden. I'm Eric Name, and we will talk to you tomorrow.